This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 497, Why Bitcoin is Stupid, part two, by Mr. Money Mustache of MrMoneyMustache.com. And I am Dan, your host. I'm here with you each weekday, reading to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And we always like to hear from you, the listener. If you have any topic requests, please share those with us at oldpodcast.com. We want to know what you'd like to hear from us here uh, on Optimal Finance Daily. Now, today is a continuation from yesterday, but before we get to it, I want to thank ZipRecruiter for their support. Looking for your next great hire? ZipRecruiter offers simple tools and powerful matching technology to find you qualified candidates efficiently and effectively. It's the smartest way to hire. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com OFD. That's ZipRecruiter.com OFD. So like I briefly mentioned just a moment ago, today's post is a continuation from yesterday. So if you're new here, I would definitely recommend listening to yesterday's episode before today's. But if you're all caught up, let's hear part two and continue optimizing your life. Why Bitcoin is Stupid, part two, by Mr. Money Mustache of MrMoneyMustache.com. So I also read a lot about investment bubbles and fundamentals and how to tell those apart. One book that I found very useful in understanding the greed, fear cycle, and central banking and the Federal Reserve System to boot is the 2001 classic Towards Rational Exuberance by Mark Smith. For a shortcut to understanding good investing, you can also simply look up Warren Buffett's thinking on almost any topic. He's careful enough about offering opinions that by the time he makes a statement on something, you can be pretty sure it'll be among the best answers out there. And of course, the purpose of this whole aside is that I want to establish credibility with you, so you will give this article some consideration. I believe the current cryptocurrency investment mania is a huge waste of human energy, and our rate of waste has been growing exponentially. The sooner we debunk the myth and come to our senses, the richer our world will be. So we need more credible people to speak out against it. If you're one of these credible people, please do so in the comments or in a blog post on Medium that we can all read. So why was Bitcoin even invented? Understanding the motivation is a big part of understanding Bitcoin. As the legend goes, an anonymous developer published a white paper in 2008 under the fake name Satoshi Nakamoto. It's well-written and pretty obviously by a real software and math person, but it also has some ideology built in. The assumption that giving national governments the ability to monitor flows of money in the financial system and use it as a form of law enforcement is wrong. This financial libertarian streak is at the core of Bitcoin, And you'll hear echoes of that sentiment in all the pro-crypto blogs and podcasts. The sensible-sounding ones will say, quote, Sure, the G20 nations all have stable financial systems, but Bitcoin is a lifesaver in places like Venezuela, where the government can vaporize your wealth when you sleep, end quote. The harder core pundits say things like, quote, Even the U.S. Federal Reserve is a bunch of crooks. Stealing your money via inflation and that nasty fiat currency they issue is nothing but toilet paper, end quote. It's all the same stuff people say about gold, which is also a totally irrational waste of human investment energy. Government-issued currencies have value because they represent human trust and cooperation. There is no wealth and no trade without these two things, so you might as well go all in and trust people. There are no financial instruments that will protect you from a world where we no longer trust each other. So Bitcoin is a protocol invented to solve a money problem that simply does not exist in the rich countries, which is where most of the money is. Sure, an anonymous way to exchange money and escape the eyes of a corrupt government is a good thing for human rights. But at least 98% of MMM readers do not live in countries where this is an issue. So just relax, lean into it, and grow rich with me. Okay, but what if Bitcoin becomes the world currency? 
The other argument for Bitcoin's value is that there will only ever be 21 million of them and they will eventually replace all other world currencies or at least become the new gold. So the fundamental value is either the entire world's GDP or at least the total value of all gold divided by 21 million. People then go on to say, well, if there's even a 1% chance that this happens, Bitcoins are severely undervalued and they should really be worth like at least a quadrillion dollars each. This is not going to happen. After all, you could make the same argument about Mr. Money Mustache's fingernail clippings. They may have no intrinsic value, but at least they are in limited supply, so let's use them as the new world currency. Why not somebody else's fingernail clippings? Why not one of the other 1,500 cryptocurrencies? Shut up. Just send me $100 via PayPal and I'll send you a bag of my fingernail clippings. Let's get this straight. In order for Bitcoin to be a real currency, it needs several things. Easy and frictionless trading between people. To be widely accepted as legal tender for all debts, public and private. And a stable value that does not fluctuate. Otherwise, it's impossible to set prices. Bitcoin has none of these things and even safely storing it is difficult. See Mt. Gox, Bitfinex, and the various wallets and exchanges that have been hacked. The second point is also critical. Bitcoin is only valuable if it truly becomes a critical world currency. In other words, if you truly need it to buy stuff, and thus you need to buy coins from some other person in order to conduct important bits of world commerce that you can't do any other way. Right now, the only people driving up the price are other speculators. The Bitcoin price isn't rising because people are buying the coins to conduct real business. It's rising because people are buying it up, hoping someone else will buy it at an even higher price later. It's only valuable when you cash it out to a real currency again, like the US dollar, and use it to buy something useful like a nice house or a business. When the supply of foolish speculators dries up, the value evaporates, often very quickly. Also, a currency should not be artificially sparse. It needs to expand with the supply of goods and services in the world. Otherwise, we end up with deflation and hoarding. It also helps to have wise, centralized humans, the Federal Reserve System and other central banks, guiding the system. In a world of human trust, putting the wisest and most respected people in a position of adult supervision is a useful tactic. Finally, nothing becomes a good investment just because it's been going up in price lately. If you disagree with me on that point, the price of my fingernails has just increased by 70,000% and they are now $70,000 per bag. Quick, get me that money on PayPal before you miss out on any more of this incredible performance. The world's governments are not going to let everyone start trading money anonymously and evading taxes using Bitcoin. If cryptocurrency does take off, it'll be in a government-backed form like a new FedCoin or G20 coin. Full anonymity and government evasion will not be one of its features. And you don't want it for this purpose anyway. After all, do you currently hide your money in offshore tax havens and transact your business on black markets? Do you practice illegal tax evasion as your primary wealth strategy? Probably not because life is better and wealthier when you aren't living a life of crime. The cryptocurrency bubble is really a replay of the past. A good percentage of humans are prone to mass delusions which lead to irrational behavior. This is a known bug in our operating system and we have designed some parts of our society to protect us against it. These days, stocks are regulated by the SEC precisely because in the olden days, there were many, many stocks issued that were much like Bitcoin, marketed to unsophisticated investors as a get-rich-quick scheme. The very definition of an unsophisticated investor is being more willing to buy something the more its price goes up. Don't be one of these fools. You just listened to part two of the post titled Why Bitcoin is Stupid by Mr. Money Mustache of MrMoneyMustache.com. 
And because there are over 500 comments to this post, uh, Mr. Money Mustache did publish further notes to address those comments, and you can find those notes on the original post, which is linked in this episode's description. And thanks again to ZipRecruiter for sponsoring this episode. A new year has begun, and if you're setting new goals for your business, you need the right people on your team. And ZipRecruiter has transformed how you find them. ZipRecruiter posts your job to over 100 job boards with just one click. Then they actively look for the most qualified candidates and invite them to apply. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter has smarter tools that make the hiring process that much easier. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com OFD. That's ZipRecruiter.com OFD. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And that should do it for today. Thanks so much, as always, for being here and listening all the way through. I will see you in the Wednesday show tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.